How are you feeling today, my friend? Do you pay attention to your feelings? And how do you like them? I am Master Certified Coach Irina Ishchenko, and today I want to talk about our feelings and emotions. Emotional skills are an important part of our emotional and mental health, and at the same time, it's something we are not being taught how to do. Let's talk about it. First of all, let's clarify what feelings and emotions are. We have sensory feelings, the ones that are originated in our body and signal information to our brain. When we feel thirst or hunger, it signals to our brain that we are dehydrated and depleting our nourishment reserves, so we need to drink water and eat some food. Or when we touch a hot cup of coffee, the brain gets a signal it's a dangerous object that we have touched, which means the coffee is hot too, and we are careful with drinking it. These are sensations, the sensory feelings. We also have feelings that are originated from our thoughts and then travel to our bodies as sensations. We can be heard by someone else's words frustrated with our experience, and be proud of our achievements. When your aging parent has yet another round of UTI, you probably feel frustrated, because the thought that is running through your mind is something like, I'm tired of these endless visits to the emergency room. And that thought creates tightness or heaviness in your chest. Or it can be something, some other sensations in your body, how the frustration shows up. These kind of feelings we usually call emotions. And while there are experts out there who will argue and write our academic papers about the difference between emotions and feelings, for our conversation, uh, let's agree to use emotions and feelings interchangeably, Okay. Also, sometimes we answer the how you feel in question with a phrase like, I feel like reading a book or I feel like quitting. And those are not emotions. It's just another way of saying, I want to read a book or I don't want to do it anymore in English. But why does it matter? Everything we do in our lives is because of how we think it will make us feel. And everything we don't do in our lives is also because of how we think it will make us feel. We decide to take on caregiving responsibilities because we want to feel respect towards ourselves. We hope we'll have a good relationship with the people we care for and we want to feel appreciated for all our efforts. We don't prioritize our own care while taking care of others because it makes us feel selfless. And many of us think it's better to be physically and emotionally exhausted than to feel shame for taking care of our own needs first. In other words... We don't want to feel bad by all means. And if we do feel bad, we feel bad for feeling bad. And here is the truth. 
Part of the reason why we feel unhappy is because we believe that we shouldn't be unhappy. And the people around us should not be unhappy either. Let me repeat so you would not have to rewind. Part of the reason why we feel unhappy is because we believe that we should not be unhappy. What we forget or don't realize is that unhappiness is as important as happiness in our lives. And we need to have both. We need both negative and positive emotions in our lives because they make each other possible. We can feel joy only when we know what sadness is. And we want to feel sadness when something tragic happens. We don't want to be all positive and happy when you see your parent descending in the darkness of dementia, right? We want to be able to feel grief when you realize that the person you have known and loved all your life is gone, even if the physical body is still present, living and breathing. Think how many times have you heard in your life, oh, don't feel bad, or don't be upset about it, there is no need to cry, or be angry, or frustrated, or anything else that is seen as a negative feeling. How many times have you seen an adult comforting a crying child with sweets, offering a treat as a distraction from the emotion the child has? We've been conditioned from a very early age that we should not feel bad. And what happens? We either resist feeling bad or we are hiding from it. Resistance happens when we tell ourselves we are not supposed to feel whatever we are feeling. For example, I'm not supposed to be resentful of my parents because it's not the right thing to do. And when we resist a negative emotion, we tighten up our necks and shoulders and very often get headaches. This is how our bodies try to compensate for the discomfort of that resistance. And as a result, we still feel resentful of our parents. And in addition to that, we feel resentful of ourselves for feeling resentful of our parents, which is a double dose of negative feelings. And in the long run, the body compensation for the resistance to negative emotions turns into much bigger health problems like ulcers, migraines, and cardiovascular problems. When we are hiding from feeling bad, we distract ourselves with something that gives us immediate satisfaction, but may have its own negative consequences, like eating sweets, drinking too much alcohol, uh, scrolling social media, or binge-watching Netflix. We numb the feeling that we don't want to feel, but it's not going anywhere. If you feel stressed and have a cookie to feel better, you are still stressed. And now you have negative effect of having that cookie, whether it's a guilt or beating yourself up for eating sweets or the physical discomfort in your body like bloating or uh, jumped blood sugar. The problem is not feeling bad. Feeling bad is a normal part of being human. It becomes a problem 
only when we resist or hide from feeling bad. But how it's even possible to feel bad and not resist or avoid it, you may ask. Actually, you've been doing it many times in your life. Think of your favorite movie or the last movie you watched and had that whoa feeling after watching it. And then you wanted everyone around to watch it too. You probably felt some admiration and sympathy or fear for the main character and their adventures. You also probably felt anger, resentment, and even hatred for the villain in the movie, right? And you probably were completely terrified by whatever was happening on the screen. But when you were completely terrified, you didn't think that you shouldn't be terrified. You just let it happen. Because you knew that that feeling of terrified will be over by the end of the movie. Because it's just a movie. So you know how to let your emotions happen. And your body knows how to process all the chemicals and hormones that are being released in your body when you experience an emotion. How can we bring the skill of feeling and allowing our emotions to the rest of our lives? You can start by asking yourself what you are feeling at any given moment. And then scan your body to notice what's happening when you have that emotion. What sensations do you have in your head, neck, your core, your arms and legs? Is it something heavy and sitting as a rock, or is it something light and buzzing and moving? How would you describe that emotion and its sensations to someone who doesn't know what emotions are? For example, how would you teach an alien from planet Mars what you are experiencing? Just be prepared that the Martian might ask you, Why is it a problem that you have tightness in your stomach or hotness in your cheeks? Of course, nobody wants to feel resentful towards their parents when they are so frail and need our help. But if that resentment comes, let it pass through your body and it will be gone. I can promise you that when you start allowing your emotions and stop seeing them as problems that you need to solve, you will feel so much better. And if you need help learning how to feel your feelings, please reach out to me using the links in the description of this episode. I can help you. I will see you next week.